Welcome to Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast sponsored by Harbour. This week we have a special podcast, which I hope you'll enjoy as we take you back to the 17th century and into the highlands of Scotland and the cattle-droving trade between Scotland and England. Now this trade of beasts has been going on since the 14th century where one or two worthies have been given the right of passage by the crown to trade horses and cattle and possibly other goods. But this route was never successful and it was hardly safe when warring clans would hijack the cargo and a lot of blood would be spilled. It was when James I came to the English throne in 1603 that the business of cattle droving became more lucrative. The crown realised it could benefit from fairs known as trusts. These were set up at Muir of Ord on the Black Isle and in Creef, Ailith, Brecon, Dumbarton and as far south as Dumfries. Eventually, two main centres survived at Falkirk and Creef, which is pretty much where our story begins. I rode out of Eskdale on a Galloway mare and bade her head northward to the great Falkirk fair through bargain and barter Cattle I'd buy, I let my eye be my judge, and my purse be my guide. I'm a bold cattle dealer, and droving's my game. Patience my virtue, and profit my aim. I'll walk the broad greenways, and sleep on the ground. And I'll make my fortune when I reach London town. Hey up, hey up. At these main sales, the drovers would buy hundreds of beasts and set off on a trail south to sell them in the populated parts of England, particularly London and the Smithfield Market. However, to reach the trysts, the cattle would have to swim locks and rivers down from the highlands and islands and would already be losing condition, but this would only be the start of their journey. Some early drovers would include Charles McCombe, whose son went on to become one of the founding fathers of the Aberdeen Angus breed. Charles would buy cattle at all the northern fairs, as well as many from the farmers themselves. On one occasion, he reputedly had 1,500 cattle at the Falkirk Trist, an operation not to be sniffed at. And Macomby would be small fry compared to the Williamson family, who would gather up to 10,000 cattle. Can you imagine the manpower it would take to bring that lot down the way? Cattle would travel between 10 to 15 miles per day, depending on terrain, often accompanied by dogs as well as horseback. 
Often they would stop overnight near the drover's inn and maybe even get a bath. Hey, hop, hey, hop. Cattle assembled and men taken on. My credit is good and my word is my bond. We'll drive the herd south on the crest of the dawn. But tonight we'll drink whiskey and sing the old songs. I'm a bold cattle dealer and droving's my game. Patience my virtue and proffered my aim. I'll walk the broad green ways and sleep on the ground. And I'll make my fortune when I reach London town. Hey, hop, hey, hop. Some of the cattle may have been wintered in Dumbarton on the lower wetlands there, protected from the harsh winter. Eventually the cattle from Falkirk were taken by a different set of drovers, usually with a letter from the Crown to protect them, although rustlers and thieves would still hamper their journey. They would often take the high road across softer land to maintain the animal's hooves. The party would be taxed as it went over the border, so many trails would avoid the roadblocks, taking animals across the rivers at low places. Hey, hop, we'll keep to the high roads, they're better by far, and cross into England or the Great Carter Bar. Over the heather, where the green plovers wheel, avoiding the turnpikes and fording the streams. I'm a bold cattle dealer, and droving's my game. Patience my virtue, and proffered my aim. I'll walk the broad greenways and sleep on the ground And I'll make my fortune when I reach London town Hey, hop, hey, hop Although some of the cattle were put on the more productive pastures in the Midlands and the east of England to be fattened back up, many just went straight into Smithfield Market in London and took the going rate. At its height, the London market would have up to 150,000 animals, all being bartered for by traders and butchers, ready to feed the hungry population of England with Scotch beef. Hey, hop, ten months on the road and the cattle are sleek. One last night of lairage by the three pines we'll seek. For the morn we'll make Smithfield and contracts fulfilled. Money's paid over and the cattle all killed.
I'm a bold cattle dealer and I've reached London town. I've made my fortune and now I'll turn round. I'll head away northward on a Galloway mare. Tima him back in Eskdale, Tima wife and my bairns. Hey up, hey up, hey up, hey. My thanks this week go to Graham Bell for his tremendous song called the Eskdale Drover. The song was written and performed by Graham himself, with fiddle music arranged and performed by Marina Dodgson. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Our thanks, as always, also go out to Harbro for their kind sponsorship of the Top Lines and Tales weekly podcast. Don't forget to look them up on social media and online, and also to look up the Top Lines and Tales Facebook page, where we will be chatting about this episode and many other episodes, including some great photographs. <laughs>